I want you to picture something with me before we actually read it. And I want you to picture two buildings. First one is a palatial building. It looks like a palace. All right, it is palatial. There you go. All right. It's a, it's a huge building. It's got these, these uh, pillars all along the front of it and uh, maybe even all around it. And uh, just this beautiful, beautiful structure. It has wide open doors and you're invited to go in. And, and it, you can even see as you look indoors that uh, in the doors that in the center of this place, there is a huge feast of all sorts of wonderful, d- delectable foods for you to eat. Good meat. And potatoes, okay, maybe even a few vegetables, and, and perhaps even some fruit, all right? But uh, no, it's a, it's a table set with all the things that you could possibly enjoy and imagine, all right? So that's, that's building number one. That's, that's uh, palace number one. Now, on the other side, uh, there is a, um, a dumpy house in a slum area. I mean, the paint's peeling off the, off the outside of the building. The windows, some of them are broken, you know, and you can see cobwebs all over, whatever. Uh, there's this rocking chair out front on the, on the porch. Uh, the porch is, you know, hanging down like it's going to break. And, and there's this, this lady who is calling out uh, to people that are passing on their way, inviting them to come in. Now, uh, you got the picture in your mind, don't you? Oh, by the way, I forgot, with the pal- palatial... Uh, house. There's no one sitting on the front porch, but there are there are lovely maidens who have gone out and are inviting people as well to come into this house. Now, which one would you choose? This isn't hard. This isn't a tough question, and it's we're here on Wednesday. Which one would you choose? Ah, the one with the food. That sounds like a plan. All right. Uh, how many How many of you would choose the dumpy house that it looks like it's in a slum area? Okay, all right, thank you very much. I knew there would at least be one or two, all right. Uh, no, look, anyone in their right mind would choose the fancy house, would choose the nice place. But you know, if we understand the Bible to be true and what the Bible tells us about, about m- mankind and human beings, most people are going into the dump. And most people choose it over the palace. That picture is a great picture of Proverbs chapter 9. In this chapter, God pictures for us two different buildings, two different places, two different places that people can go to. The first, since we're dealing with the matter of wisdom, is found right in verse 1 where it says, Wisdom hath builded her house, she hath hewn out her seven pillars, she hath killed her beasts, she hath mingled her wine. See, there's beasts, meat. There you go. Uh, she hath also furnished her table. She hath sent forth her maidens. She crieth upon the highest places of the city. Who so is simple, let him turn in hither. As for him that wanteth understanding, she saith to him, Come, eat of my bread and drink of the wine which I have mingled. Forsake the foolish and live and go in the way of understanding. Now we're going to skip verse 7 through verse 12 because I want you to see the other house. That is the what? Palatial house. It's the beautiful house. It's the one with the the pillars out front that has all sorts of of foods that can be eaten without worry about heart attacks. Let me tell you, I understand and I appreciate that after this past weekend. 
that can that can be enjoyed because they're freely available and readily available. Now look at the other house. A, f- a foolish woman, verse 13, is clamorous. She is simple and knoweth nothing. For she sitteth at the door of her house on a seat in the high places of the city to call passengers who go right on their ways. Whoso is simple, let him turn in hither. And as for him that wanteth understanding, she saith to him, Stolen waters are sweet, and bread eaten in secret is pleasant. But he knoweth not that the dead are there, and that her guests are in the depths of hell. We have this contrast. By the way, we have this contrast with this palace, beautiful place, pillars, wonderful food to enjoy all the delectable, finest food that you could possibly eat. I mean, this isn't one of those buffets where they put the cheap stuff out. This is one of the finest places. And then the other one, the only one they have, the only things they have are bread and water. And yet, if the truth be known, as we've already said, most people are going in house number two, are going in the slum are going into the dump and living there and choosing that rather than choosing the best. Now, we've already started an outline, so I'm going to quickly review the things that we've already shared, and I wish we had time to review it all. I've kind of given you a basic idea of the chapter, and I want to encourage you to read it through because it's a very powerful chapter that teaches people uh, that they need to choose the wisdom house rather than choose the house of the fool. So we talked about the competition that is evidenced in this passage. By the way, uh, there still are a few outlines. If, uh, if someone, Brother Duncan, you want, if you want an outline, you f- feel free to grab it, okay? The competition is evidenced, and the competition is between, do you remember? If you got your notes, it's fine. Wisdom and the woman, okay? That's at least how it's presented. Wisdom has built her house, and then a foolish woman in verse 13. So there's this competition going on. It's a competition not just between wisdom and the woman, but it's between what? Righteousness and sin. Because, listen, the, wise, the wisdom way is going to lead you in righteousness because the wisdom way is God's way. It's God's wisdom. The other house is the house of the fool. It is the house of sin. It's the house of wickedness. And so it's a battle between righteousness and sin, between wisdom and the woman, The question is, which house will you enter? Now, we talked about it, the choice exhibited. There is a choice to make. You can enter a palatial palace, or you can enter the pauper's place, because, well, I always have to have alliteration. So you can enter the palatial palace or the pauper's place. Now, I want you to see, and this is where we left off. I want you to see the candidate for entrance, okay? Who has this choice to make? Notice, if you would, in verse 4, look at what it says, and who is the one who has the choice to make? Okay, the simple. Look, if you would, at verse 16. Because the woman is calling, and who is she calling to? The simple. Now, we're going to find in the verses we didn't read, verses 7 through 12, that there are really four other kinds of people The only one that is given a choice in Proverbs chapter 9 is the simple. And here's the reason why. Because the others have already chosen what house they're going to be in. The simple are the ones who haven't yet made a choice. The simple are the ones who can be influenced. And the simple are the ones who have to make a choice. Now, why do you suppose, 
and I think we've already answered this, so if you were here last week, you might know that, but for those that weren't, why do you suppose, as I said before, the simple would most often choose the house of the pauper, the dump in the slum? Although my friends back here would choose that, why do you suppose the simple would choose that over the palace? Very true. There's, there's some wisdom in that. They might feel more at home because you know why? You can be whatever you want to be there. You can live how you want to live. You can act how you want to act. You can do wrong because he talks about stolen waters or stolen bread and uh, or stolen waters, yeah, or something like that. And bread eaten in secret. And so it's a, it's, you can continue to be exactly what you want to be. Another reason why it might, might be a challenge to... Uh, or the, why most would go the wrong way into the to the dumpy house? If you don't remember, then take a look, if you would, at verse 6. Because what does the simple have to do in order to enter the wise house? You remember now? Okay, the simple has to say, I'm simple. And the truth is, I don't know the way to go. And the simple has to make a decision to say, all right, I am going to forsake the foolish. I'm going to forsake the, the foolishness of my way and what I would think and what I want. I'm going to choose the wisdom way because the wisdom way is going to instruct. Fool can just be a fool. No one ever tells them what to do. And if they tell them, they don't care anyway. So the candidate for entrance is the simple can make a choice. Now, um, I, we probably should have put the, the wise people are already in the wisdom house, but let me give you the second truth that we can look find in these verses. The scorners have already made their choice. Um, the Bible says in verse 7, He that reproveth a scorner getteth to himself shame, and he that rebuketh a wicked man getteth himself a blot. Reprove not a scorner, lest he hate thee. Rebuke a wise man, and he will love thee. And then he goes on, Give instruction to a wise man, he will be yet wiser. Teach a just man, and he will increase in learning. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and the knowledge of the holy is understanding. For by me thy days shall be multiplied, and the years of thy life shall be increased. That's by wisdom, by the way. If thou be wise, thou shalt be wise for thyself, but if thou scornest, thou alone shalt bear it. You know, when I was reading the passage and I started to see this contrast between these two houses, these two places and two choices to make, I wondered what verses 7 to 12 were talking about. Didn't seem to make a lot of sense. But what it reveals here is that there really are, we could probably say just two other people. Uh, they would be the, the wise and the just, uh, if we want to put it into one camp, and then the scorner and the wicked, because they seem to be talked about in the same way, pretty much. And the reason why those people aren't appealed to is because the scorner has already chosen the dumpy house. He's in the dumpy house, and quite honestly, there's, uh, it's, it would be uh, very unlikely for him to ever leave that house, because um, wicked people are happy being wicked. And they find pleasure in, and they, they want to. And by the way, their human nature just wants to follow the flesh. 
And so there isn't a call to those people, the scorners. There isn't a call to the wicked. There doesn't need to be a call to the wise because he's in the wisdom house. So the candidate for entrance ultimately is a simple. Now, uh, the scorners have made their choice, but let me just say this as well. Scorners can change if they choose to, but they have to make that choice. Now, Jesus is inviting everyone into the wisdom house. He truly is the wisdom way. Question is which one you're going to choose. Now, let me share with you Roman numeral four, the consequences explained. The consequences explained. These verses, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, that we just read for you, where we wanted to focus because we kind of gave you that picture last week of the two houses. In these verses, we find that there's, uh, there's really two different, uh, two different, there's two different groups of people, and there's two different pictures of the consequences. Let's start with this, the second group, verse 9. Give instruction to a wise man, and what is he going to be? Wiser. Teach a just man, and what's going to happen? He'll increase in learning. So, uh, and then if you go on, notice for verse um, 11, for by me thy days shall be multiplied, and the years of thy life shall be increased. What does that indicate? Okay, well, that is the wisdom way. Obviously, we're talking about that, that the consequences here. But what is the picture for us? Okay, so let me give you the first, the consequences. For those who choose the wisdom house, there's learning and life. You got it? Do you see that in these verses? Give instruction, he'll learn. Help a, a man of, of, uh, of, of understanding or a just man, and he's going to increase in learning. So there's learning and there's life. And I love it because God pictures that. In fact, Jesus Christ talked about that in John chapter 10. I am come that ye might have life and that ye might have it more abundantly. Look, God, in the wisdom way, in following his wisdom and submitting yourself to the wisdom of God is going to show you a way that's going to give eternal life if you put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ. And then it's going to give you abundant life as you learn to walk in that way because the wisdom way is going to instruct you and say, don't do that. No, don't go with fools. No, don't participate in that. Yes, you can do that. That'll help you. Oh, this is a good thing for your life. See, the wisdom way is constantly telling you what to do because it'll help you to learn so that you can enjoy life to the fullest, abundant life. You know, the other way, there's no instruction in. They don't give any instruction because they don't care. Do whatever you want because ultimately what's going to happen when you do what you want is you're going to destroy your life. So I put for the second group, second pair, you'll love this, dunces and death. Okay. Maybe that wasn't exactly right. Dunces isn't the best word, but it followed alliteration. So the fact is, scorners, oh, wow, I don't mean this to be, no, it's true. They're ignorant people. Not ignorant in the sense that they're, duh, they can't understand anything. It's that they choose to remain ignorant. They can't see truth. And they don't want to see truth. And when they have, because they have entered that house, the house of the fool, because they've chosen that house, they don't have the ability to discern. The wisdom house, when you enter it, gives you the ability to discern the things that are right and what is good. But the scorner doesn't have that ability. 
That is why, and listen, I have seen this so many times. That is why I could have a boss in Pensacola, Florida, when I was going to college, who was an unsaved man, who would tell me, I don't understand why you people go to church, and I don't understand why they have all those rules at your college, and, and I don't understand, and so many different things that I did on a regular basis because, look, I was a believer in Jesus Christ, and because God had opened my eyes to truth, he couldn't understand and couldn't comprehend. He thought they were crazy. He thought I was a nut. They thought all the people at Pensacola were nuts, although we were good workers, so that's why he wanted to hire us. You know, we're nuts, but we're good workers. Working nuts, I guess, you know, or whatever, whatever it is. But here's, here's the point, okay? Uh, the wisdom way is going to lead you into that learning. But the other way, you won't have the ability to discern. And look, isn't that what's going on exactly in our world today? Look, look what's happening in America. These, these people are saying, well, when someone's born, they don't know whether they're a man or a woman, even though they're born a man or a woman. And so, if they choose a little bit later in life, they're no longer a man. That's fine. We'll treat them like a woman. Who ever, what kind of bizarre thing is that? Seriously, anyone with half a brain says you're born one way or the other. You don't discover what you are, you're born one way or another. And it isn't a matter of choice. God already made it for you. But to score, here's, here's someone say something like that. Oh, you're full of hate. I'm not full of hate. That's just a fact. You can ask any doctor that. A medical doctor can tell you a person's born male or female. And, and anyone can readily perceive someone's born male or female. And yet, look, scorners, they don't understand that. Scorners don't understand what's, that it's abnormal for men to love men and women to love women. They think you're nuts if you say, wow, that's unnatural. It's weird. It's not only weird, it's not only unnatural, it's disgusting. But scorners says, I don't see anything wrong with it. Okay, do you... Do you see how this is going on in our society? Look, we have a bunch of people in the dumpy house, and they just have no comprehension of truth. And we have people in the wisdom house who, by the way, are called fools because God's given, the, given them the wisdom to say, if someone's born male, they're male. <laughs> I, almost, I, almost, I can't believe that they would say I'm a nut because I believe that. I mean, it just boggles my imagination. I have a hard time even comprehending that. I think some of you here are, are with me on that one. It's just crazy. But that is the way it is. And what has been so helpful in this chapter is, is quite honestly, it's made, it's made painfully clear, ex extremely clear. Notice what it says about these people. <clears throat> you re um, he that reproveth the scorner, verse 7, Get it to himself shame. You know why? Because if you say, that's wrong, you know what will you, you know happen? You people are hateful. That's amazing. They hate people who hate. As long as you believe exactly what they believe, they love you. But if you don't, you're full of hate. I, I, 
okay, so if, if they're telling me I'm full of hate and they don't like me for that, then who else is full of hate? Truth is, if they're going to use the same criteria, they, criteria, they are too. Because they hate me for saying, there is truth in this world. God has given it, and God makes it very clear. But here's, here's just the reality that because the heart is so corrupt and full of sin that the scorner just can't see truth. That's why in the verse he says, don't rebuke a scorner. You know why? Because you will get to yourself shame. You'll be, you'll be laughed at. You'll be mocked. And, and I think it's... I, I think it's unbelievable that today, I, I don't know, I just see this in what's going on in our American society. It's like, this is happening exactly. If someone stands up and says, right is right, wrong is wrong. The election was stolen. Shouldn't have brought that one up. Okay. Uh, if someone says these things and brings out facts, it's just like a floodgates of evil open up and that person is just scorned by people who can't understand truth. And um, so it shouldn't surprise us what's going on in our society. Proverbs 9 is just telling us exactly what, what, uh, what is going on right now in our world. There's learning in life and there's dunces in death. Um, in verse 8, it says, Reprove not a scorner lest he hate thee. Isn't that interesting? So who is full of hate? person who says, hey, anyone can believe anything they want, and if you disagree with them, you are full of hate. No, in reality, the haters are, are, are the ones on the other side. Rebuke a wise man, he will love thee. Um, this, uh, it is so amazing to see this picture. Um, it, and by the way, uh, aren't they fill, filled with hatred for anyone opposed to their way? Seriously, have you not seen that? It is so evident, um, and it is so relevant to our day. Um, no one will tell them what to do. Um, if you don't believe them, you're the fool. Uh, it's, just, it's just an amazing thing. So um, the contrast in vision, let me share it with you real quickly. The contrast, number five, the contrast in vision. So the scorner and the wicked, we've already said this, but verses seven and eight bear this out. They reject truth. The scorner and wicked reject truth. And that's clear. You can't reprove a scorner, you'll get shame. You rebuke a wicked man and you'll get a block. You'll have a, you'll have a, a black mark by your name. Um, uh, it'll be on your passport because they're going to add that too, I'm sure. Um, and then, if you would, the wise and just... According to verse 8 and verse 9, what do they do? They respond to truth. So the scorner and wicked reject truth, 7 and 8. The wise and the just respond to truth. And I know we already stated that, but I wanted you to have it in the outline because God gives this, this view of these two houses. And here's the truth. You're in one of them. This evening, you're in one of them. And whether you want to admit it or not, you are. There isn't, there isn't, well, you could be the simple, 
but then you're making a choice and you're going one direction or the other. Because there is no real middle ground. You can't just stay neutral. You can't live outside all your life. God calls upon you to make a choice. And what he calls upon you to do is to make that choice for wisdom. Um, and uh, so let me, let me, sh- oh, let me share with you. No, I, you know what? We're going to leave it right there because we're going to look at the last, uh, and starting in verse 10, 11, and 12, we're going to spend a little bit of time there uh, next time we have opportunity. So you got to come back. You, you, only heard, you only heard a part of the message, all right? But uh, let me encourage you to, to come, come back. Come all the way back from France next, next Wednesday, all right? Um, we have someone coming from France today to be in church, and that's, that's awesome, isn't it? Um, but uh, the, the question really is, is what house are you in? And um, I, I hope it's been, first of all, a help to those who are in the house of wisdom to understand what's going on in our world because it really does picture so well what's taking place in our society. God really lays it out in these verses. And then as well, I, I hope you just keep making wise the, the wisdom choices. Look, um, the truth is we can start heading to the other house in this sense. You can't lose your salvation, but, but Christians can act like fools at times. You do understand that. A Christian can, when, when God's word is preached at times, can get hardened and, and calloused to the truth of God's word and get to the place where he maybe isn't a scorner in the sense that he's rejected God, but he becomes very hardened to the truth of God and no longer is sensitive. And then in reality, he's, he needs to get back in that wisdom house because, because wisdom, wisdom will never leave you alone. Wisdom will always say, this is the right way, do it. And it's always going to call upon you to change. And may we have the kind of heart that says, I'm going to stay in the wisdom house. Whatever God tells me, I'll listen to. Teach me your way. And if you're not in that house, get there. If you've strayed from the listening to God, it's time to get back in the wisdom house because it's the place to be. Let's bow our heads and close our eyes. Thank you, Father, so much for your word, and thank you for uh, this challenge.